if I were suddenly to become known and put into a position to conduct a government, according to the Great Tao, what I should be most afraid of would be a boastful display. The Great Tao, or Way, is very level and easy, but people love the byways. Their courtyards and buildings shall be well kept, but their fields shall be ill-cultivated and their granaries very empty. They shall wear elegant and ornamented robes, carry a sharp sword at their girdle, pamper themselves in eating and drinking, and have a superabundance of property and wealth. Such princes may be called robbers and boasters. This is contrary to the Tao, surely. What Tao's skillful planter plants can never be uptorn? What his skillful arms enfold, from him can ne'er be born. Sons shall bring in lengthening line, sacrifices to his shrine. Tao, when nursed within oneself, his vigor will make true. And where the family it rules, what riches will accrue. The neighborhood where it prevails in thriving will abound. And when tis seen throughout the state, good fortune will be found. Employ it the kingdom o'er, and men thrive all around. In this way the effect will be seen in the person by the observation of different cases in the family, in the neighborhood, in the state, and in the kingdom. How do I know that this effect is sure to hold thus all under the sky? By this method of observation... He who has in himself abundantly the attributes of the Tao is like an infant. Poisonous insects will not sting him. Fierce beasts will not seize him. Birds of prey will not strike him. The infant's bones are weak and its sinews soft, but yet its grasp is firm. It knows not yet the union of male and female, and yet its virile member may be excited, showing the perfection of its physical essence. All day long it will cry without its throat becoming hoarse, showing the harmony in its constitution. To him by whom this harmony is known, the secret of the unchanging Tao is shown, and in the knowledge wisdom finds its throne. All life-increasing arts to evil turn, where the mind makes the vital breath to burn, false is the strength, and o'er it we should mourn. When things have become strong, they then become old, which may be said to be contrary to the Tao. Whatever is contrary to the Tao soon ends. He who knows the Tao does not care to speak about it. He who is ever ready to speak about it does not know it. He who knows it will keep his mouth shut and close the portals of his nostrils. He will blunt his sharp points and unravel the complications of things. He will attemper his brightness and bring himself into agreement with the obscurity of others. This is called the mysterious agreement. Such an one cannot be treated familiarly or distantly. He is beyond all consideration of profit or injury, of nobility or meanness. He is the noblest man under heaven. A state may be ruled by measures of correction. Weapons of war may be used with crafty dexterity, but the kingdom is made one's own only by freedom from action and purpose. How do I know that it is so? 
by these facts, in the kingdom the multiplication of prohibitive enactments increases the poverty of the people. The more implements to add to their profit that the people have, the greater disorder is there in the state and clan. The more acts of crafty dexterity that men possess, the more do strange contrivances appear. The more display there is of legislation, the more thieves and robbers there are. Therefore a sage has said, I will do nothing of purpose, and the people will be transformed of themselves. I will be fond of keeping still, and the people will of themselves become correct. I will take no trouble about it, and the people will of themselves become rich. I will manifest no ambition, and the people will of themselves attain to the primitive simplicity. The government that seems the most unwise, oft goodness to the people best supplies, that which is meddling, touching everything, will work but ill and disappointment bring. Misery, happiness is to be found by its side. Happiness, misery lurks beneath it. Who knows what either will come to in the end? Shall we then dispense with correction? The method of correction shall by a turn become distortion, and the good in it shall by a turn become evil. The delusion of the people, on this point, has indeed subsisted for a long time. Therefore the sage is like a square which cuts no one with its angles, like a corner which injures no one with its sharpness. He is straightforward but allows himself no license. He is bright but does not dazzle. For regulating the human in our constitution, and rendering the proper service to the heavenly, there is nothing like moderation. It is only by this moderation that there is effected an early return to man's normal state. That early return is what I call the repeated accumulation of the attributes of the Tao. With that repeated accumulation of those attributes, there comes the subjugation of every obstacle to such return. Of this subjugation we know not what shall be the limit, and when one knows not what the limit shall be, he may be the ruler of a state. He who possesses the mother of the state may continue long. His case is like that of the plant, of which we say that its roots are deep and its flower stalks firm. This is the way to secure that its enduring life shall long be seen. Governing a great state is like cooking small fish. Let the kingdom be governed according to the Tao, and the manes of the departed will not manifest their spiritual energy. It is not that those manes have not that spiritual energy, but it will not be employed to hurt men. It is not that it could not hurt men, but neither does the ruling sage hurt them. When these two do not injuriously affect each other, their good influences converge in the virtue of the Tao. What makes a great state is its being like a low-lying, down-flowing stream. It becomes the center to which tend all the small states under heaven. To illustrate from the case of all females, 
the female always overcomes the male by her stillness. Stillness may be considered a sort of abasement. Thus it is that a great state, by condescending to small states, gains them for itself, and that small states, by abasing themselves to a great state, win it over to them. In the one case, the abasement leads to gaining adherence, in the other case, to procuring favor. The great state only wishes to unite men together and nourish them. A small state only wishes to be received by and to serve the other. Each gets what it desires, but the great state must learn to abase itself. Tao has of all things the most honored place. No treasures give good men so rich a grace. Bad men it guards and doth their ill efface. Its admirable words can purchase honor. Its admirable deeds can raise their performer above others. Even men who are not good are not abandoned by it. Therefore, when the sovereign occupies his place as the son of heaven, and he has appointed his three ducal ministers, though a prince, were to send in a round symbol of rank large enough to fill both the hands, and that as the precursor of the team of horses in the courtyard. Such an offering would not be equal to a lesson of this Tao, which one might present on his knees. Why was it that the ancients prized this Tao so much? Was it not because it could be got by seeking for it, and the guilty could escape from the stain of their guilt by it? This is the reason why all under heaven consider it the most valuable thing. It is the way of the Tao to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, to taste without discerning any flavor, to consider what is small as great and a few as many, and to recompense injury with kindness, the master of it, anticipates things that are difficult while they are easy, and does things that would become great while they are small. All difficult things in the world are sure to arise from a previous state in which they were easy, and all great things from one in which they were small. Therefore the sage, while he never does what is great, is able on that account to accomplish the greatest things. He who lightly promises is sure to keep but little faith, he who is continually thinking things easy is sure to find them difficult. Therefore the sage sees difficulty even in what seems easy, and so never has any difficulties. That which is at rest is easily kept hold of. Before a thing has given indications of its presence, it is easy to take measures against it. That which is brittle is easily broken. That which is very small is easily dispersed. Action should be taken before a thing has made its appearance. Order should be secured before disorder has begun. The tree which fills the arms grew from the tiniest sprout. The tower of nine stories rose from a small heap of earth. The journey of a thousand li commenced with a single step. He who acts with an ulterior purpose does harm. He who takes hold of a thing in the same way loses his hold. The sage does not act so and therefore does no harm. He does not lay hold so and therefore does not lose his bold. But people in their conduct of affairs are constantly ruining them 
when they are on the eve of success. If they were careful at the end, as they should be at the beginning, they would not so ruin them. Therefore the sage desires what other men do not desire, and does not prize things difficult to get. He learns what other men do not learn, and turns back to what the multitude of men have passed by. Thus he helps the natural development of all things, and does not dare to act with an ulterior purpose of his own. The ancients who showed their skill in practicing the Tao did so, not to enlighten the people, but rather to make them simple and ignorant. The difficulty in governing the people arises from their having much knowledge. He who tries to govern a state by his wisdom is a scourge to it, while he who does not try to do so is a blessing. He who knows these two things finds in them also his model and rule. Ability to know this model and rule constitutes what we call the mysterious excellence of a governor. Deep and far-reaching is such mysterious excellence, showing indeed its possessor as opposite to others, but leading them to a great conformity to him.